Good morning, this is JT. I appreciate y'all tuning in again. We have a special Friday edition because I got to meet a really cool gentleman today. So this is February 24th. It's day one of the Florida Masters Classic here in Cocoa Beach. And uh, I hired a seat of Discover, and it is a official sanctioned PDGA event. I had got a chance to sit down and have a conversation with John Porter. His PDGA number is 2826. This man's got some history in this sport, so I hope you enjoy this conversation. So, courtesy of JT Norton and Platinum General Services. 2023. Here we go. All right, you're at Disc Golfing, the podcast, and as I promised, we're going to try to start doing something new, and um, I'm out here in Cocoa Beach, and we're at F. Burton Regional, and this nice gentleman walks up here, and we were talking briefly, and Mr. John Porter, it's a pleasure to meet you. Very nice to meet you. Our first official conversation are happening for the podcast, but I instinctively because of what i do i pulled up his PDG, pdga number 2826 sir you've been around a while <laughs> a, a bit <laughs> now to put that in reference for y'all um i'm looking at a stats on pdga now and it's 1984 okay so let's run you back okay see if you thought about this for a while what was your first event i uh, First event was at McAlpine Greenway Park to a temporary course in Charlotte. It was probably 84, maybe 85. Okay. Um, it was my only amateur event. There were three of us. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> because it just was a, a pro sport then, as it was just in its infancy. Uh-huh. And um, I didn't start playing until I was 30 years old. Okay. So. <laughs> now, 1984, okay, so that's me and you are – a lot of the people that are going to listen to this weren't born. <laughs> we remember it, Remember that. Uh, 1984, what were you throwing for disc? Well, uh, I was throwing a lot of Innova plastic because mm-hmm. that's who was around, and especially in the Charlotte area, it was, it was big. Yeah. Um, and that it was probably just basically them and Discraft at the time. There were a few of the DGA discs that Ed was putting out, um, but that was it. There was something called the Fold. Uh, oh, I remember that one. I yeah, remember that one. Oh yeah. man, we are old, didn't we? I remember we that one. <laughs> some lightning profit uh, products from Steve Howe. Okay. Um, but. Uh, not nearly what's going on now. Oh, Mr. Dunapace was honing his craft and getting his beveled edge correct, yeah. and it really goes now. <laughs> I mean, it's an impressive, I mean, just impressive. There's uh, career events, 246, career wins, 19. You've done real well. We're going to back up a little bit on 1984 to put that inspector for all the new kids because when i originally because i got back into this just last june so um wife kids wife divorce all that stuff gets in the way so i'd only played a couple times like back in the 90s 97 98 um and i'm sure you're going to relate to this better than anybody else because in 97 98 there weren't flight numbers on the disc i still have my disc from that 
and they weren't using flight numbers. <laughs> right. I've got one of the old rocks that's stamped 1994. I still, it's actually sitting in my car, but 100 yards away from us. Um, you're one of the, because you, you're, you're playing, um, you, PDJA, I mean, we are so grateful for you. I mean, such a low number. You, his stats are, his official status is clear for the next couple of years. So thank you so much for supporting the PDGA. I think it's fantastic. What surprised me, and you can kind of expand on this a little bit yourself, is I just played for a few years, 97, 98. And then, of course, life gets in the way. I got out of it and got back into it. And when I got back into it, it was June, July last year. And when I got back into it, that's when I realized, okay, you have all these flight numbers. You have thousands of discs where I had nowhere near those options back then. Um, Of course, we have YouTube and all that stuff where people can get pointers left and right from a bunch of people that know exactly what they're doing and a whole bunch of people that have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Um, But it just amazed me how how much the sport has grown, how much it's changed. over the years, just from your point of view, again, our opinions are our opinions. Oh, what was the biggest changes that really stick out for you? It could be a personal win. It could be um, an event, a tournament. What sticks out for you for disc golf? Well, I, I used to do the, the journeyman tour. I'd, I'd go most weekends and, and play somewhere. Hmm. Uh, usually not quite this far down, but now I've got an RV and I can get places. Um, it When the Masters came to being, because like I said, I didn't start playing until I was 30. Okay. And at the time, you were a Master at 40. So... Uh, that made me a little bit more competitive. Um, I never could throw that far, so <laughs> I learned to do trick shots like rollers and overhands and things like that. Okay. Uh, so um, becoming more competitive when they added the division, I I was pleased with that. Okay. When now I'm still having a hard time finding people in their 70th year to come and play Uh, had to come here uh, and I'll I'll play pro here because I played here last year and I know the course but I'm in the mixed group now so I'm going to try and play both in pro and amateur and advanced and then maybe I'll go to two worlds I don't know but I'm not sure how it is going to play out. Okay. Just by what I'm seeing the PDGA talk about, it looks like, you know, they said, let's make allowances for the people who don't have the physical skills anymore. Yeah. I still have them. Uh, they're not very consistent, and it hurts. <laughs> but uh, I would like to see older people playing I had uh, the very great uh, honor to have met and talked to George Sappenfield at uh, Peoria last year in the the Worlds, and uh, he actually is from North Carolina, so it was was very nice to go to his course in Yadkinville and Mm -hmm. play it with my buddies, Uh, but... I'm looking for more older players. 
Okay. I'm from the Myrtle Beach area right now. A lot of retirees. I'm hoping to try and get people interested in the game. So that's what I'm looking for for the next phase. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm really past my prime, but I'd love to play competitively if I could. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, that's what's cool about the PDGA is the fact that they are breaking it into groups and they're making sure that every – because I deal a lot with motorsports in my regular daily stuff, so to speak. So, And then you've got your, your baseballs and your golf and stuff like that. And I'm not bashing on any of those sports, so y'all don't take it wrong. This is my opinion. You can correct me if, if I need to look at it a different way. But even golf, it's – they regular ball golf they separate it into just a couple of classes but when you look at the pdga they go out of their way to get the very basic of amateur then you have several levels of amateur this is the way drag racing used to be because that's what i have to lean on because that's what i know most about is early on you had a the inexperienced level of drag racing and as you won and as you progressed they kind of bumped you up where well, you have that ability in the pdga <laughs> and so no matter how old you get there, there's a place for you and it's nice when we got somebody like you that's actively trying to reach out to other people um when i got in when i started looking at the uh ma50 and again i didn't know the structure i still not that familiar with it um so i got looking at the class but i want to play against a lot of people but all the ones i were looking at um the ma50 groups were like three deep four deep there wasn't that many people so right. and keep in mind i've been around competitive people for over 15 years in motorsports but one of the tournament directors and even tyler uh for this one suggested that um it, your area determines too like your myrtle beach area they said if you go further south florida certain parts of georgia they said just just hunt around they said you'll find it yeah. they said but there's certain areas that are a little stronger than others yeah. and uh I do like playing with my own age bracket. So, um, Me too. But uh, if but, I have to play, if I have to play against the kids, then I'm going to play against the kids, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to try and avoid it if I can. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I'm going to go just bounce back and forth between the am and the pro, and and play wherever I'm the most competitive. You know, I might might play in the 60 MA. Okay. Uh, but. The problem right now just seems to be that there's not a lot of 70-year-olds that are very confident in their game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's odd. I played in a MA60 two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it was up in North Carolina in Whiteville. Okay. And there were two players there that were just barely rated in the 820s. And then there were a couple of players that were in the 930s. And it's like, why are you here? But I guess there's nowhere for them to go because there's no real pro representation. Oh, yeah, true. Okay. So what are you going to do? That's that's what I'm – I think they're trying to address it with the mixed divisions, but Mm -hmm. it's hard to say. Yeah. We'll we'll see what goes. (laughs) We'll we'll find a place to play. We just – and we, like like I said, I mean, it's I've done my very first one was the same way. There's only three people I was doing MA50. Um, second one had a few more, um, and then I took a MA2, 
because that one was like 25 deep. And, but again, I'm over 50 and we're, you're competing against 20 year olds. I don't have that muscle anymore. My shoulder, I've run and I wiped out on a bicycle more than once. So my right, I'm right-handed. My right shoulder doesn't like it on some days. <laughs> well, I spent two hours in the gym this morning. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna, again, uh, just as a reminder, John Porter, 2826. I, that number is so, because mine's like 2823, 230,000 or something weird like that, whatever it is now. Um, I'm looking at his wins now. So we're looking at it first time together. Um, we've got 19 listed here. Now I'm not going to list one. I'm just going to ask him which one's the most memorable for you out of this big long list I'm looking at here. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I, I or only, not even on the list. I only had one. Uh, I think uh, one pro win mm-hmm. it was in my home course in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, won a three-way playoff. Oh, with wow. A, with about a 75-foot putt. Oh, man. So that was pretty <laughs> exciting for me. Wow. The other guy might not have liked it. <laughs> well, somebody's got to lose. He was a good friend. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I... Had a, a big win at the Earlwood uh, tournament in Columbia, South Carolina, as a master. Uh, there were like almost 30 people in that one. That's right before that tournament got to the point where it was so crowded you couldn't get into it oh, wow. after the first 15 minutes of signing up. Wow. So. I quit going to that. <laughs> but those those were a couple of big ones. I, I enjoyed that. Um, the 1989 Worlds uh, in Waterloo, Iowa, Cedar Rapids, Waterloo. Mm-hmm. Um, it they were expecting probably ten uh, masters. That was actually my first year in the Masters. Okay. And um, we ended up with 20, 24, something like that. Anyway, I tied for fourth for my best showing ever in a world. Wow. Uh, I think I've cashed in four or five of them. I've been in about 20. I just like (laughs) to play them. So... That that's the ones that I really like, but I always just like getting out and playing and meeting people and just you know and enjoying myself. Yeah. I met my wife on the disc golf course. Oh wow! She's been in the game since the late seventies. She was an official in '78 at the Rose Bowl. Oh wow! Her name at the time was Leslie Presnell, Leslie Porter. Now we've been married. 35, seven years. Oh, oh, wow. Um, and uh, she introduced me to a lot of the the true legends of the game. Oh, uh, wow. Michael Conger, Johnny Sias. Uh, she knew um, uh, Tim Solinsky was uh, wow. a, a very good friend of hers. Uh, we have another friend that has worked in... Uh, uh, Innovo with um, well, his, uh, Russell Schwartz, very good friend. Wow. 
You know Russell? Uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, good. Uh, and, and then, of, of course, there's uh, just all the people that I've met here. Like last year, I played with Phil Rowe here. I'd never mm -hmm. met him before. He's a great, great okay. person. So I look forward to playing with him this year. Okay. Uh, it's, you know, it's just, just a camaraderie of, to the game. It hasn't in in my time away from I guess probably ninety late ninety eight would have been the last time I played. The mindset was the same back then. So when I got back into it now, and because I travel a lot, so I get to play a lot of courses across. I'm not touring, but because of my regular job, I have downtime, so I can hit a lot of. So that mentality that you just described hasn't changed at all. So I've already noticed that already. But two questions from your story. One, since she's a long-term golf, have y'all ever had to go head-to-head -head in a tournament? <laughs> no, she uh, she had a real hard time finding women to compete against. Mm -hmm. uh, probably the one that she always was against was Vanessa Chambers. Okay. Who is, of course, another legend in the game. <laughs> Several time... Uh, world champion and also Elaine King is a very good friend of oh, wow. my wife uh, uh, and I have had to play against Elaine <laughs> uh, and I'm not sure that I've beat her in the last 20 odd years either oh, geez. so <laughs> yeah, these ladies are crazy tough crazy crazy stuff very accurate yes. <laughs> okay and the other one is because it's disc golf so we have to ask aces so uh, how many have you racked up? I have a disc that I donated to uh, Appling, the Hall of Fame, uh, three or four years ago. Uh, it was a 157 Arrow. Okay. Uh, it's the first beveled edge disc I ever bought. Okay. I used it exclusively for over a year on a this golf course that was just barely 3,400 feet. Wow. I gave it to them with 57 aces on Ooh, it. Wow. So that is very they, cool. They told me it would be in rotation. I haven't been back to check it yet. Oh, wow. That is very cool. So, see, that's the kind of stories we're looking for. That's the disc golf stuff we'd like to hear. So, that is, that is very, very cool. So, so, John Porter classification is professional so and again 246 events as per pdga i'm sure you played more than that god knows we played more rounds than that 19 wins um some crazy impressive stuff here uh, so it's wonderful that you've got that plus you've got all this history um for me personally i think it's really cool because i've noticed it in the sports world in general that i deal with um what i like is how you and your wife met and the fact you have something core in common. So, I, I, people don't realize how much of a gift that is. Because <laughs> I've seen some racing people get into racing and their other half isn't very receptive to it. Yeah. So, to me, well, that's, she did quit playing after mm -hmm. just a, a, another three or four years, mm -hmm. but she still comes and. But she understands your people. passion for it. So, she does that. Yeah. That's why we're here. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that I deal with where their wives aren't into it, but they understand the passion. And when you have that understanding, which right. clearly you'll have being together that long, um, 
it's it's definitely a blessing for sure and uh i if y'all could see his face it's beaming when he talks about his wife so i mean so you can tell that it's just as strong and now as i'm sure it was 30 years ago so 30 plus years ago well we're gonna um cut this one short but john porter 28 26 what a gift thank you so much for coming on with us today sir i enjoyed it all right we're gonna wish this man luck and i'll definitely come back and we'll post some stats and see how he does for the weekend thank you